Hey, what's going on, Josh? Quick question. Have you ever wound down a podcast before? Wound down. It depends what you mean by wound down. Are you talking about like taking a chunk, maybe seeing the end and deliberately coming to that end? Perhaps. Oh. I don't think I have. So we'll talk about that and more right here, right now. PodMax Podcast. Welcome to the PodMax Podcast. So, Josh, yes, you know and understand that all things must eventually come to an end. Ah, uh, the cruel joke of life, <laughs> isn't it? What goes up must yes. come down. You and I have been talking about this for a long, 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 long time. Yes, we have. And we knew that we needed a podcast together because it was a request, a con constant and consistent request. You guys need your own show, your own show, your own show. We finally did it and we delivered. And here we are reaching our 25th episode. But Today is 24, 24 right? One yeah. more to go. Yeah. And Josh and I are thinking about the next step and the evolution of this show. And mm. we could talk about that now. We can talk about it later. Go, but talk. Yeah, we, we have decided that um, we're going to do at least one to two more episodes. Mm -hmm. Wrap this season up season one of the pod max podcast and then bring something new bigger and better to you our viewers audience and community that we love so so much hmm. uh great yeah that sounds uh that sounds exciting that's, that's what we were talking about in the production meeting today yeah uh we go a couple of more episodes and then we're gonna do some things and then new things are gonna happen over the summer yes and then we shall be back with we'll a, be back. a new iteration right. of this show season two yeah coming to you speaking very of soon. speaking of this show i got a group text from you uh yesterday where you commented on the best reunion show you've oh, ever seen oh we're back to that cuz didn't we talk about this did we like, ever leave oh my goodness i guess not i guess not what made it so good what are we talking about we're talking quick? about the friends reunion on hbo max mm -hmm. uh which was shockingly good why shockingly because you didn't expect it to be good That's or reunion shows are notorious for i went in with very low expectations expectations um and to see everyone you know 15 years older was a little sad um but they did it right i think the cadence of it and the flow and structure of it was superior to any other reunion show and dude i mean i haven't seen many reunion shows um but this one in particular just like i've never seen anything like this the way they've done it they had james corden as an interviewer host you would think if you have james corden that's the whole reunion show. Typically, okay. right? Typically, that would be he was probably ten percent of the entire hour and a half, two hours, mm. which I was I was surprised. I was like, "This is great" because I, I get my fill of James Corden. <laughs> Did you subscribe to HBO Max specifically for this, or did you already have it? Yeah, I already had it. You already had I it. I jumped in with Zach Schneider's Justice League. Good, but yeah, it was good. I, highly worth. Uh, checking out if you did watch Friends and you were a fan of Friends. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they, they they did some new innovative type of things, you know, bringing the community in. Like, who does that? And ask them how it's the show changed their lives and inspired them. And a lot of them learned English through Friends, you know, wow. people. So it was pretty good. The reason I'm asking is because it's totally relevant to what we do mm -hmm. here and in life and what our listeners do is 
you create a show mm -hmm. of interest, right? How do you create a production, a standard that people are willing to buy into literally, right? Because you have to, if you don't already, I'm sure HBO Max was thrilled to, yeah. to, to win the rights to that because it's like who, who gets the Super Bowl this year because they know they're going to get all the ad dollars. Yeah, exactly. So they did good things right. So it's it's the next evolutionary step. I think that um, it sort of trended, not this Friends reunion, but it will create a trend very much like, remember the live iteration of Grease? What? Like like NBC would yeah. have like the live. They've done several they, of those, Yes, right? exactly. So yeah. I think... I think Greece was the first, mm -hmm. which I watched. You know, I grew up watching that movie. I love oh, John Travolta, yeah. Olivia Newton-John. So then they did a bunch of others. I don't know. It was Sound of Music. And, 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 like, yeah, that's all right. these other live, ones continued right. live sort of Broadway type stuff, but live on the television. So there's an excitement and an adrenaline involved when, when witnessing and watching. That's why I love Saturday Night Live as well. Um, you never know what's going to happen. So that trend is, has stopped. Um, I'm sure we'll come back at some point, but I think this reunion thing is probably like, there's going to be a mad about you. There's going to be, oh, no, this. Gonna be, yeah, gonna be about a, you. How, how I met your mother. Like I think everyone's going to do it now. Let's go back to mad about you. Paul <laughs> Reiser. My goodness. Like second to Seinfeld. It was like the oh, same era. So I read Paul Reiser's book, uh, babyhood and couplehood. Couplehood, I think was the first one. And then babyhood couple is so darn funny. I was like, I love Paul Reiser and mad about you. So funny. It, you know, I think that it's due and it has never been an official reunion. I know they did one on Larry David's show. It was like an unofficial re Seinfeld reunion, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but they need a proper one. Like after seeing this one, it's like, come on, give it to us. We need this Seinfeld reunion. Yeah. I don't think yeah. it's in their DNA to mm, really, eh. you know, I think oh, well. that that's why they, they, they're not doing it they're it's like, hard right it's hard to get them this. all back right. he's like i don't need the reunion <laughs> exactly both of them right david and sign exactly. like, all right all right so let's let's jump into the next segment brother cool in the know. cool do we raise levels on that one that blew my head sure. off we have a, <laughs> we have an audio engineer who's uh hard at work so, <laughs> so we're gonna talk today joshua about something that happened spotify acquired yet another freaking show mm. exclusively mm. on spotify called call her daddy yeah we know that show yeah it's it's part of the bar was it's part yeah. of the bar stool uh ecosystem mm -hmm. and i'm just going to read quickly what happened here according to variety and that is alex cooper and her sex positive podcast call her daddy have, they're leaving Barstool Sports to become a Spotify exclusive mm -hmm. with a multi-year deal. All existing and new episodes of Call Her Daddy will remain free starting July 21st, 2021, as we listen. Uh, so this will be available, like I said, exclusively on Spotify. And, and, and in addition to bringing the podcast exclusively to Spotify, the deal also covers all future and additional exclusive new projects in development with Alex Cooper, who is the host. So this three-year agreement between Alex Cooper and Spotify is worth more than, you know the number, Josh, 60 million. Hmm. Six, zero million. And two sources familiar with the pack told Variety that Spotify's exclusive big deal with this first, this is their first woman-led podcast to hmm. date. Right. It's only second to Rogan. And it's it's like I said earlier, it's not involving barstool sports. Mm -hmm. 
which was the previous home mm-hmm. since 2018. That's right. But now moving forward, it's exclusively Spotify. So what do you think? Well, I I think I want to know how one gets to that price tag. How does that happen? What elements are in place? Now, I know the content of the original Call Her Daddy podcast. It was these two lovely ladies who were opening up, talking about their lives and sexcapades. Um, But, you know, they're not the only ones to have gone that route. So how do you get to that road? Like, is it yeah, I mean, you need you need good content. But even saying that sounds ludicrous because good content and getting I like to believe that we've got good content, right? Spotify is not buying us now for sixty million. So what is that gap? So, from my understanding, she has created um, a brand and a community of listeners that have brought her to the top. She's consistently been the 15th around the 15th top podcast of all podcasts out there. Uh So, I mean, that right there alone, I guess, warrants some sort of numbers and, 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 and reasoning behind why they would make such a insane offer. Uh, But I, I, I am not aware of her show. What's cool about this is as Spotify continues to acquire shows like this, it it creates more awareness, more curiosity, more listeners. Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to become a fan so it's really wild the power of of deals like this, announcements like this, and and the direction that exclusive podcasts are going. I love our community here, by the way. Todd Genitasio says audience and attention are the assets of every business needs to be building. Absolutely true. Mike Ham of the Ham and Cheese Show, private <laughs> joke, just joking, Mike. Uh, private joke. Um, Mike Ham. Uh, <laughs> It's great. Um, He wrote, not even just audience size, but audience Mm -hmm. engagement is off the charts. So for the people listening, that's what you need, right? That's what you need. You need, right, like like the the entrance to the party is content, good content, right? Mm -hmm. Like, let's get that out of the way. But it doesn't, it doesn't end there. Like, that's literally your, your party, uh, what you're arriving with. Like, oh, I'm coming to the party with great content. Good. Now you could participate. So it's audience size and engagement. So how do you get engagement, right? The $60 million question. Yeah. Well, first you create a show called Ham and Cheese and people will come and want to consume. No, I mean, I mean, you have to, you have to bring value. I mean, everyone's it's, it's, it's overused, but it's so true. Like you have to bring something to the table that people want to hear something that people are going to understand has value intrinsically. And then they want to invest their time and potentially their dollars Mm. into what it is you're sharing. So yeah, it's, 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 there's so many reasons um, and and I would love to have been a fly on the wall during the Spotify meetings where they're like, okay, well, what are we going to mention? 24 million, 28 million, uh, 60 and sold. I mean, it's 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 all very, very intriguing on how this is yeah. all being determined. And the the thing for so many podcast hosts and people who want to become a podcast host see that. And they think, oh, I want that. I'm going to start a show. And just by my charming and attractive persona, 
everybody's going to come running. But what they don't realize is it's just like any other business. There has to be a model in place. There has to be marketing. There has to be a whole system in place that supports your personality. It's not just coming to the table and putting on a show and thinking you're quirky. You need to strategically and systematically market this to achieve a result, especially if we're talking about eight, nine figures. Come on. Uh, it has to be in place. So I think a lot of people's expectations are, I'll just get on the mic. My friends think I'm hilarious. <laughs> That's got to be worth something, right? Absolutely not. <laughs> it is a good start, though. Like maybe to, not in every situation. Not in every situation, but not if in you every have situation. The confidence. Um, yeah, I mean, give it a shot. But uh, you also have to have a game plan. You have to have a strategy. Mm -hmm. What are you trying to do? What are you trying to accomplish? And how are you going to get there? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And understand and know. It's not an overnight thing. It's the long game. And when you do the content, I mean, Alex Cooper has been doing this show for over three years. So, well, wow. Yeah. That's, I mean, <laughs> three yeah, years. Yeah. I mean, wow. Still, when somebody starts no, a I, podcast, you saw, you, you know, to them, they were like, well, I'm trying to get past six months, you know? Yeah. So three years to the yeah, road to not, 60 million. Right. That no, that's, bad, that's, no. that's insane. That's insane. I know. <laughs> so it's so, good. Yeah. Right. Let's, and uh, that's why it makes the news, by the way, right. because there is a substantial thing. So 30, what, so, yeah, I love this. So, uh, Mike Ham is talking about splitting 60 mil with me for the for the ham and cheese show. <laughs> and then Todd's like 30, 30 for the ham, 30 for the cheese. I love it. That's okay. Good, good stuff. Sure. So Thanks, what, 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 uh, what can we take away from this? I, I would say, and Josh, you know, feel free to add here mm. before we move on mm -hmm. is it definitely always legitimizes our industry as it's continuing to grow and expand. You know, first we all heard about Rogan and his hundred million plus contract with Spotify, you know, Dak Shepard's, you know, armchair expert. And now with the show, same thing, the ball keeps rolling and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and I wanted to highlight something here, uh, an update to what I used to answer some of our clients and potential clients when they asked, hey, what's the ROI on a podcast? And, you know, Josh, my answer was always, well, what's the ROI on your mom? And I mentioned this to Gary, in which we're going to segue that was into his this. Line. Yes, that's his line. I say, hey, bro, I borrow this from you because there's no direct answer. He goes, well. I've what updated you, what it. What did he say? What was the update? He said, I've updated my answer because now there absolutely is a known ROI uh, of a podcast. He said it's a hundred million dollars in the case of Joe Rogan. But then he also says, but honestly, you're not Joe Rogan. So you're not going to get a hundred million, but it's proven. Look at anybody else. Look at Dak Shepard. Look at Guy Raz. Look at Conan O'Brien for his show. Look at anybody with a successful show. There is a capable and able ROI. It's not unproven was his point. It's proven. Amazing. So that brings us into the nice little segue of our next segment called Build It and They Will Come. We're going to talk about Gary and four Ds. Build It and They Will Come. So, Josh, yes, what did we experience and what did they build in which we came and participated in? We spoke a few times on this show about our upcoming and then past participation in VaynerMedia's 
now virtual event, 4Ds, Deep Daily Digital Dive, where you spend um, five or six hours with them learning from their C-suite on various things about all, all kinds of digital media marketing. And in the last 90 minutes, you get face-to-face time with Gary himself. And we did this a couple of weeks ago, and there were six of us attending. So you do the math. We each had about 15 minutes one-on-one time really with him in the Zoom room to really bring whatever question, any questions we want to the table. And he'll, he'll you know, give you 15 minutes of his, of his feedback. So we did that. And um, what was great was we knew going into it that, yes, they're recording the whole session. Yes, they gave us a copy of the entire session. But we also knew that Gary is going to take his 90 minutes and repurpose it into an episode of his uh, Gary V show. And he did that a couple of days ago. It's on YouTube with, um, I think it has about 15 or 20,000 views in the past few days. Uh, and then um, he also repurposed it as an audio podcast, which is kind of cool, right? So that happened. A lot of our community told us that it happened, right? Me and Eric didn't even know first when it happened. People are like, hey, I'm just sitting here and I see you guys. This is awesome. So uh, what have you done with that since, Eric, and what's been happening? So I told you, because we're experiencing slightly different but same things. Um, When I came into the studio this morning, I'm like, dude, the community is reaching out. They're asking a ton of questions. They're asking to set up meetings. They want to have calls. They want to figure out uh, what it was all about and and what we thought. Um, And I'm like, okay, we'll set up some calls. Let's let's have some chats. When do you want to meet? Now I'm realizing... Here it is, folks. Like, we're going to talk about it here live on the show. And for those of you who are asking for some time with us, um, I'm going to send you this link. So no hard feelings because, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to peel the layers back. We're going to talk about our experience. Um, potentially good, bad, ugly, uh, mostly great. Um, but I will have to say, Josh, and I'll preface this to anyone out there who is wondering about it. And I love the 4Ds. Mm-hmm. And, and it depends on your... Um, your the process the place you are within your path and journey right so we have been we're in the marketing space okay we we've been doing this for years uh we're we're a team of marketing experts so to come into the room i valued a ton of what they were giving us and sharing with us especially on the granular level of where TikTok is and Snapchat, because those are the things I'm not paying attention to, but they were, t- and even all the things that have been changing on a daily basis with Facebook and LinkedIn and all those things. So they, those guys are by far the experts when it comes to what's now in social media and all the platforms. So that was great. But there was a lot of other things there like personal branding or podcasting where I valued and pulled nuggets out of it. But I mean, there were other people in the room that Uh it was fresh and new advice Uh and things like that. So, um, I mean, great value. Absolutely recommend jumping into a 4Ds program if you have the marketing budget uh, to invest. Um, But then, of course, I mean, it was all Gary. Like as soon as Gary stepped into the room, that's where the real sort of value started coming in. Well, there's something so interesting about it because the day was five to six hours and each hour they brought in another a uh, high-level Vayner person to talk to you about their expertise. Shout out to Claude Silver, who was one of those hours who gave us some time. Um, 
but like you said, the ticket is, let's be real, right? You're buying for Gary. You're like, wait a minute. I get face-to-face one-on-one time with, get, yes, please. And even, even the, the moments that were not your own 15 minutes, you can imagine yeah, so that true. sitting in in those 90 minutes is still incredible because you're watching it unfold in real time with your peers and colleagues in the room, with Gary giving feedback. It was just amazing. So a separate side note that there's something intriguing there. What is the takeaway there that he's established himself as this person of value that you want to pay for, packaged it in a bigger context, gave a smaller portion of his time, which is really the big, uh, the big ticket. So um, it was amazing. Here's another interesting thing. When it's happening in real time, anything like this, really, um, I, you know, you're, you're almost playing two parts, right? You want to be involved and in the moment of like, okay, I want to be present to absorb and listen and acknowledge what he's saying. But then also you're like, how cool is this that we're in this position to be here right now, getting the feedback we're getting because it was amazing. So all to say, I had one impression after the fact of what our time with him was like. And then I spent the past couple of weeks. Well, it, it only, I mean, I could have gone back because we had the recording, but I almost didn't go back to the recording because I wasn't ready to be open to what he said and what action we may needed to have taken. However, this morning, um, I listened to it. And again, it's just 15 minutes, but I listened to it with an open ear and an open mind and an open heart. And it was amazing, right? I feel proud for, I mean, he didn't, he, you know, he doesn't sugarcoat anything and he didn't sugarcoat anything. We brought some very specific, vulnerable places we are to get the most out of it. Um, and he delivered, but it wasn't like, I don't feel embarrassed. I don't feel ashamed or, uh, you know, like we're getting laughed at or quite the opposite, but that's how we play tricks on ourselves. Like, oh, how am I going to look like it was amazing. We were bringing a legitimate issue, question and problem that we wanted to overcome. He held nothing back through no punches. Some people say, oh, he may have insulted you guys a little bit. Now, granted he, in 15 minutes, he doesn't have the complete picture. We can't paint the whole thing for him. So he did his best. And he said a few times, look, I'm just making assumptions mm -hmm. based on what I'm, but it was fantastic. Here, here's what I love about the feedback that we're getting from the community. Multiple times people have hit me up and said, either one, I'm not as big a Gary fan as I normally was because of what he said about us, right? Us, you know, mm. shout out to Larry. Um, and then there's also people that said, um, I took away X, Y, and Z. And these are all multiple different sort of, everyone's getting mm. different takeaways depending on their experience currently and what they're mm. doing in their business and how relevant it is to them. So what I love about sharing this, and I told Josh this as well, because I did have some trepidation about sharing this, this content with you. Um, our, one of our core values, which, which I hold very close, uh, to me is, is transparency. Um, I am fully transparent type of person. Therefore, you know, it trickles and, and, and we spread it out with love in our community. And this aligns with that mm -hmm. folks, you saw the dirty 
deal behind like the scene with like business and building and what we're trying to do. So I just wanted to make sure that everyone um, understood like this is business and we're putting it out there and you see the front, but we're also showing you the back uh, with pride, as Josh said, and, mm -hmm. and, and knowing that we're, we're growing. We're a growing company. And with people like that, with Gary and Claude and James and all these people um, that are on our side and in our corner, you know, there's only great things that are going to become of it. Yeah, it comes down to uh, ego and yeah. putting that aside and realizing that if if, if you want to grow, you have to take proper feedback. And oh, yeah. that's what I'm learning. And it's like it's, it, it, it can't always be, be pretty, but it's yeah. it's the way. It's good. So I hope you guys got something out of that. That is our experience at the four D's. Uh, it was, it was, it was magical. It was awesome. It was uh, something that we uh, will always, always cherish. And we know there's going to be more time spent with Vayner and Gary in the future. So more to come. Hope you got some, some, some nuggets out of that. We're going to move on to our next segment, Josh. Have you ever? Have you ever? So in this segment, we talk about an experience we may have had in some form of business or the microphone. And um, this one is going to piggyback on something, a theme you brought up, Eric, about two minutes ago on transparency. Mm -hmm. Have you ever revealed something in the mode of transparency, but it backfired? Because I can't imagine that transparency really means the literal nature of you are knowing everything. And I know you value transparency and I know that there's a line and probably 99% of the time it works. But what about a 1% where it's like, mm, probably shouldn't have revealed that in that way or shouldn't have come to the table or wasn't the right time or wasn't the right audience? That's a, that's a tough question. Like nothing comes to mind. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure there are instances if I thought about it that mm -hmm. I'm like, hmm, that's a lesson learned. I'm sure maybe I should have paused on that reveal, you know, but no regrets per se. I'm sure. No, because it's all lessons learned. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and everything's uh, hindsight 2020. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I can't think of a particular. What about you? Um, No, no. I mean, um, I. I don't know if I, I mean you you epitomize transparency like you'll just you'll you'll just tell everybody everything right yeah. that's your yeah. that's your thing um I, I might be a little more strategic and like okay is this the right time is this the right venue is this the right uh is this the right thing to say for for the time I mean there are times where I hold back on information because I don't want to overwhelm so there are times where maybe, um, and, and, and I've gotten feedback from you and, and, and our leadership team, specifically with Meredith, she, you know, it's like, there's a time and a place to, to mention things to the team. So that could be probably where I share too much and I overshare in terms of like strategic growth and, 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 and things that may sort of not be clear, like the picture is still foggy and mm. it's not necessarily needed to share with the greater team or the community on where that's going. Um, but yeah, any any particular thing, I mean, you and I are always creating new things and throwing things at the wall to see what sticks. Uh, for example, we have, um, you know, this OAB on-air brands network. Uh, we created this one sheet 
literally like within a, an hour <laughs> we we wrote it and we brainstormed the whole team we were sitting here and we were like hmm what are we gonna do and then we literally went to the printer got it the same day and then we announced it on stage that week uh we have yet to take action and this is all pause so there could be something there was like transparency kind of turns into something where it's like well it could be it could be it could be translated or or viewed as like well, you're not following through on something but meanwhile you pivoted you know you or, or you paused on it with 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 the full intention to to take action or 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 grow whatever that was but yeah any any particular thing i can't think of great all right but yeah so what had happened on the show today we talked about spotify continuing to grow their catalog of exclusive content specifically alex cooper's i always want to say alice cooper you did say yeah, alice yeah. cooper in the yeah. meeting this morning yeah, yeah you're like why am i thinking alex of the cooper. lead singer alex yeah cooper? yeah meanwhile alex cooper is not a man it's a lovely <laughs> young lady folks if you're wondering <laughs> so yeah it's the call her daddy podcast 60 yes. million dollars spotify yeah. acquired and then we got uh you know legitimizing yet again another another massive win for podcasters mm -hmm. and then what happened it build it and they will come we we went to the four d's and then it became uh, a legit episode on the gary v show so we're wow. able to be positioned in that regard alongside him and that brand which is which is great yeah, so it's in every single format you can imagine, as Gary is known for. So you can find it on Apple, Spotify, and all those uh, podcast platforms. But then you can also see the video, which is on YouTube, and I'm sure it's getting chopped up as we speak, if not already. So if you find and you're listening to this and watching this, share with us because we're not aware of every piece of micro content that they're creating around and for us. So yeah, we're going to create our own as well. But yeah, they're, they're, they're way more efficient right now than we are putting that stuff out. Yeah, I think. And then there's, <laughs> have you ever, have you ever been so transparent that it backfired, realizing there's a time and a place? And just to uh, tail end that point, it also comes down to being self-aware, mm -hmm. right? The more self-aware you are, the more you could sort of filter yourself with your transparency which i think is necessary right i don't think anybody wants or expects you to be just so open right there there has to be a level of appropriateness via filter yeah depends on your personality as well really wow i i think so i think there's different different strokes for different folks and whatever mm -hmm. works for your personality works you yeah. know and everyone has a different definition of transparency i'm sure mm -hmm. But yeah, folks, that is it for us. We are going to segue right into our on-air brands live hosts. What's to come? Yo, what's going on, guys? Yo, yo, Amber, you're muted. Say hello, though. I love the topic of playing tricks on our brains here. All right, Amber, mm -hmm. now that you're back in, let's say hello. Here. Hello. I mean, I didn't realize I was muted, but thanks for wanting to hear my voice. I appreciate that. This is something that we... That we came up a lot on Friday at PodMax, right? Was, and you posted yesterday on Facebook, Josh, what was the quote that you said? A, a friend will not let a friend use their computer mic when there is a legit professional microphone 
next to their face. Three inches from their face. Now, yeah. you just got that from your head. You practically said it word for word. So <laughs> oh, nice. thank you for <laughs> absorbing me. I yes. feel heard. I feel seen, my man. So thank you. <laughs> Which is really all anybody wants in yes. life. Yes. Ever. Ever. You agree with that, Amber? I do agree with that. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I wanted to comment really quickly because I was in like the stream yard watching and realized I couldn't comment because life stream yard, whatever. I wasn't doing it right. Um, Todd and I had this whole conversation this morning about how nothing in my morning has technologically worked out the way it's supposed to. Um, oh. So that just adds to it. But um, I think you guys said something really, really important earlier about understanding. Are you sure? You are. I am. It's the one thing. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, no, wait, about understanding your journey, right? I um, was just having a conversation with somebody about the value of an event. And they said, well, it was, you know, it was okay. And I said, okay, like knowing who puts this on, let's dig a little deeper on that. I said, do you, knowing where you are in your journey, do you think you're still their ideal client? And I think that that's like an important conversation for people to have of like, mm. was this meant for all for me, or like Eric said, can I take little pieces of this and figure out where the value's at? And I, when people are having conversations about the value of events, I think they need to ask themselves that question. Yeah, yeah it's funny, it's the value of events, shameless plug for PodMax, but it's what you were saying, Josh, before about playing tricks on ourselves, right? And I love learning how to play tricks on my brain to make me level up as opposed to like, I think by default, our brains are like on the negative, right? Like just, it's, it's a weird human thing. Mm -hmm. um, but you had this amazing experience with Gary Vaynerchuk and you know, you, you loved it. You were there live. If, if no one, for the people who don't know you guys or PodMax and they just subscribe to Gary's show, this was literally just another episode where he said the same thing to nine different people over an hour and a half. Why do our brains trick to being live? And the same thing, Steve Sims on Friday, I've heard him on a, a dozen podcasts before, but hearing him live at PodMax because I'm in the zoom with him mm. gripped me mm. and hit my brain differently mm. than I'm sure if, if he was on a podcast episode, he would have said the same stuff he was saying at the mm. event, but because you're live and experiencing something, and you and and you know when you invest in yourself when you pay you pay attention all that kind of stuff like these like brain these tricks on our brains i think are good for people to understand like how to add value by like you said Josh be present in the moment and engaged on what's happening and you can receive things in a much more beneficial way than when you're doing the dishes washing listening to a podcast right like <laughs> Can I add, Todd, um, I, I liken what you're saying to an everyday thing that we do is drive, right? Yep. From point A to point B. Yep. But every once in a while, and hopefully it isn't this, you get near close to an accident or you get into a car accident. All of a sudden, your heightened awareness and adrenaline mm. spikes so mm -hmm. high that normal experience of driving a car becomes something else that you remember yeah. every freaking detail, every second that went by turns into microseconds. So I think it, I, I kind of liken what you're talking about to the experience of a live event it, is you're yeah. absorbing that information. And and, 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 and anyone who, who relates to this, please share in the comments. When you go back and listen to that or watch that event that you were live in, it sounds completely different. You're hearing things you didn't hear. It's a, a totally different experience. Like you said, 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just, I mean, really what it comes down to in a word is our mindfulness, right? Like, mm. are we being mindful in what we're hearing and listening to, or are we going through the motions and checking off boxes? Yeah. I think there's this priority side to it as well, right? Your, your podcast, your YouTube channel, all these electronic means of consuming content, they're evergreen. So when we're listening to them, our brain is like, oh, I've got a multitask. I can go back and listen mm. to that later. Mm-hmm. When you're in that Zoom call with that person, your brain yeah. doesn't have that same thought. Like this is mm. it. Um, and I don't know about you guys, but I'll get messages from my production team and they'll send me a quote from one of my podcasts. I'll be like, who said that? And they're like, <laughs> you, you, right? And right. I'm like, I, I'm smart. Like who knew I'm, <laughs> I'm smart because that makes sense. But you're so in the moment and you're just involved in that conversation and you're being human and real and like Eric said, transparent, that thinking about what you're saying or how it's going to sound on the recording isn't going through your head the same way it is otherwise. Yeah. What do we have coming up at the top of the hour? Today we are talking about the ADA framework, attention, interest, desire, and action. We're going to be looking at that at a micro at a micro and macro level. So at a macro, how do you move someone from left to right from attention, interest, desire, action? But every single touch point and piece of communication you have also needs to have get their attention and their interest, create desire and get them to take the next action. So how do we look at the ADA framework at macro and micro levels so that we can improve our communication? And Josh, like you mentioned earlier, systematically move people through our marketing and sales communication. I know you'll appreciate this, Todd. I just, um, over a handful of days, because you know I listen to some YouTube videos in chunks while I'm doing other things, uh, Jordan Belfort came up in my stream and I was like, Oh, I'll listen to that keynote or, you know, watch it, whatever it was. Yeah. And then, um, I did and, um, amazing. Right. I'm like, I'm like reinvigorated by him. I'm like, Oh yes. He's someone to (laughs) learn from (laughs) He today. He was just talking about, uh, the need to sell on both emotion and logic. We know that. Is that, is that part of the conversation with AIDA? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's definitely how you get someone interested and create a desire for them to take action is it can't just be logical. It has to be based on emotion, right? We we buy with emotion and justify with logic. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say that same thing. We we think it's logical. Everybody right. thinks that they're going through this logical process, but if you really step back and think about when you've made a decision, it's like you decided you wanted something and then the logic came into it later. So it's interesting. We're also gonna dig in just a little bit to that fine line between you know, your business goals and that need to truly connect with people and have no agenda and be there to just show up a service and how you get through that filter that exists on social media and email right now of, I wanna connect, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's something that, you know, all all four of us here and all of our listeners and community, we are all very, you know, mission driven, passion, purpose, whatever words you want to use. And so we do genuinely have the intention of showing up to add value and serve. But then we also have business goals. How do you balance those things out and then do it in a way that like doesn't sound like the thousand other robotic messages that Mm -hmm. say the same words? Yeah. Well, this is amazing. You guys are on the air in 18 minutes from now. Sounds incredible. I'm already hooked on the show. Have a great one. Todd, did you mention <laughs> the you episode so number? So uh, if anyone's today will to be episode number 13, season three. You can get that right. at onairbrands.com slash show. If you guys are watching live now, head over to facebook.com slash onairbrands and uh, drop a comment. Let us know you're watching. Love it. 
for now, we're going to have our community take us out and hopefully tug at your emotions with some logic built in so you know <laughs> what we're capable of and why you should participate. Talk to you soon. I think everybody kind of knows or has a feeling that podcasting is like a thing, you know, um, it's just a matter of how it gets incorporated into their business, into their story. Where else can you get on an event, like in person or online and have like this collection of people, any person that this group and this community attracts just like brings it. There is no community like the PodMax community, oh. guys. I love PodMax. I love everything about this environment, this family, and every one of these events. It's just tremendous. This is our fifth time here, and every time it just gets better and better. I mean, the relationships, the format of the event, and the opportunities to put us in front of people like David, for example. So we're always open to having deeper and more meaningful conversations one-on-one -on -one with each and every one of you to say, all right, how do we help each other? We're all in the same game here. It's life, right? Let's just do it as best as we can and have a blast doing it. I am just like living off the energy from my two interviews this morning, getting pumps for my third interview. There was just a lot of personality that was brought. There was a lot of deep conversations that I wasn't anticipating. It just created magic. Are you an entrepreneur? Apply now to be a podcast guest at podmax.co.